the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Former President Trump held another rally last night, this one in Casper, Wyoming. He says President Biden and the Democrats in Congress are destroying the economy. They want to close you down, so remember that when you walk into that booth. Right, Harriet? They're going to remember. And Harriet's the exact opposite. As everyone here understands, Joe Biden and the radical Democrats are destroying our nation. Mr. Trump mentioning Harriet Hagman there. She's running against Liz Cheney in the House in Wyoming. Airline travelers facing some problems this weekend. First, there's sticker shock. Prices of tickets are way up. And then there's the chance your flight will be canceled. Already 1,000 flights canceled today, according to Flight Aware. 1,500 or more yesterday, 2,300 on Friday. This is SRN News. Charlie Kirk warns of history repeating itself. It is the mark of a falling empire when a couple things happen. Questioning fundamental truths, borders start to mean nothing, your currency destabilizes, and you start worrying about far-off distant lands and the well-being of your own citizens. In Washington, D.C., the most important thing is Ukraine. It Guess what? It's not the most important thing in our country. It isn't. The Charlie Kirk Show, weeknights at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. From the Kirby and Christina Realty Studios, you're listening to The Patriot. Join us in welcoming Brandon Tatum to the AM 1280 The Patriot family. Tune in weeknights from 5 to 8 p.m. for the Officer Tatum Show. He's a seven-year veteran of the Tucson, Arizona Police Department, and he brings with him quite the audience of Patriots. High of 89 with thunderstorms on the way today. A mostly sunny Memorial Day, but thunderstorms roll in with a high of 91. Keep listening to AM 1280, The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the broadcast. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Get us away in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow the broadcast along at Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook.com. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And uh, you can see the live stream is up and running. I'm waving to the camera right now. Yeah, it is a live show today. It is Memorial Day weekend, and it is the Sunday before Memorial Day. But, yeah, I am here in studio in the Patriot Bunker, live and raring to go. And I hope you can join us. But it is a holiday weekend, so I understand if you have other pressing obligations, particularly with family. But we hope you have a very safe uh, holiday weekend. Remember, it is a uh, tomorrow we are commemorate those who pay the ultimate price in combat on behalf of of our nation. All gave some, but some gave all. And we are definitely focusing upon those who paid the ultimate price. Uh, I wasn't really planning on doing this, but, you know, it is Memorial Day weekend, and I I do want to give it more than just a courtesy nod, because I think it is so important. And in light of all of the events that have taken place this past week, and yeah, we're going to talk about the horrific tragedy down in Uvalde, Texas, Robb Elementary School, where 19 children and two teachers 
were killed by a crazed gunman whose name we will not mention on the show. We don't mention the name of spree killers. We just don't because we're not giving them any publicity. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We'll take the whole 2 o'clock hour to talk about that, so fear not, folks. I, ha- I imagine some of you may have a lot to say about that. 651-289-4488. Uh, that's the number to call if you want to talk about that. But again, we'll be talking about that the second hour with our resident firearms and crisis management expert, Peter Johnson. He's the founder of Archway Defense. Uh, Peter has uh, his organization, Archway Defense, one of the things they specialize in is training law enforcement officers in active shooter situations and how the Uvalde Police Department, let's just call it what it was, an abject failure on their part, the horrific timeline that took place before they actually engaged the shooter. Uh, Again, Peter has a lot of friends all over the country who are in law enforcement, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that he's not going to be, he's not going to sugarcoat his assessment on what happened down in Uvalde. So again, we're going to save that for the 2 o'clock hour. But I did want to talk about Memorial Day. You know, I've had family who have served in combat that did not die in combat. I, you know, I, I'm going back several generations. You know, my uh, wife's father served in Korea. You know, he made it home alive. I had uh, two of my maternal grandmother's brothers who served in World War II and uh, and came home to us. Uh, I've had you know distant cousins whatnot served in Vietnam. Uh, my wife's sister, who we paid our respects to yesterday, she's buried out at Fort Snelling. She passed away in 2015, uh, but she served in Operation Desert Storm back in the early 90s and was a proud Army vet. Uh, but today is not Veterans Day. I mean, we'll we'll certainly pay homage to those who have served. You know, on, on Veterans Day, but Memorial Day is is more to commemorate those who who died in combat. And what I really get to thinking about is those who died in what you know, name whatever war you'd like: World War One, World War Two, Korea, Vietnam, you know, o- Operation Desert Storm, uh, you know, the global war on terror, whether it be the twenty year conflict in Afghanistan, you know, the uh, nearly ten years we were in actively in Iraq. Those who paid that ultimate price. And the one thing that I would always ask myself, again, you you hold yourself to whether, whatever standard you'd like, but the thing I think about is what am I doing as an American citizen to honor those who paid that ultimate price? I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest, growing up, I had no concept of what Memorial Day was all about. To me, it was two weeks before school ended, and it was one final holiday before the end of the school year, right? And then we got to take off all of summer for summer vacation. And I still remember it was I was in sixth grade, and our teacher said, okay, I want you to write a theme, you know, what Memorial Day means to you and then every will write your theme and then everybody you get up before the class and read your theme and the best ones we will have read at a memorial day ceremony the friday before memorial day we'll gather outside the flagpole outside the school and you can read your theme there and and if you get chosen you can invite your parents to come along what have you And I didn't know what to write because I had no idea what the holiday meant. That's embarrassing, I think, about I was a sixth-grade kid, 12 years old at the time. I'm embarrassed to say I didn't have any concept with it. So I would talk to some of my friends what they were writing, and they talked about these concepts of people dying in order to keep this country free. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, you know, had had we not... uh, engaged in, in, in World War II and, you know, and resp- obviously in, the, in response to what happened in Pearl Harbor, an attack on our sovereign nation, you know, who knows if we'd have rolled over and, and not responded, who knows what might have happened in this country? Well, who knows what kind of government we would have had in this country? I mean, these are concepts I had no clue of. 
about. And I think I just, you know, based on that Cliff Notes version of what my classmates were giving me, I wrote a theme that kind of said that very thing. It was just a pretty vague theme. And I read it, and I remember my teacher just kind of looking at me with a blank stare and just said, okay, and then called up the next student and read it. And like I say, there were a handful of students that got picked to read it out by the flagpole, and parents and other teachers and students, they all gathered. And it's like, wow, the way some of these teachers were moved by these sixth grade, what these sixth grade kids were conveying. It's like, wow, there's, there's, what, why, why are these teachers moved like this? And as I got older and learned more about, you know, the, uh, what it, what Memorial Day meant, and then, of course, Veterans Day, which occurs in November, you know, what, what that day means, those who actually serve but are able to come home. Uh, I, as I got older, I remember thinking, what am I doing to uphold the legacy of those who pay that ultimate price? What, you know, what, why were these people who signed up for the military knowing full well that they may see combat and may not come home to their loved ones? What was their motivation for doing that. And a lot of them is they had a genuine love for this country, and it there's something that shook them to their core that angered them, said, we're not going to have that kind of oppressive government regime on my watch. It's not going to happen. And so they were ready to take on Nazism, communism, socialism, you know, whatever war they were fighting, and they were ready to, to do so. And unfortunately, you know, we've had a lot of wars in our country's history where we really didn't know why we're fighting. We didn't really know who the enemy was. And I'm I'm sure you can ascertain which conflicts I'm, I'm speaking about. But my point is, these men and women that entered the military and saw combat in war zones, what was their motivation for doing so? A lot of them, again, it was born out of a genuine love for this country. And that they feel that the American idea, the American ideals, the American experiment, it's worth fighting for. It's worth preserving. And as I got older and beyond college and in the working day world and whatever else, and these holidays would come around, it's like I'd kind of take inventory. You know, what am I doing to honor the legacy of those who have died? Am I am I making them proud? Were they are they proud to say that they died for this country? You know, I still think America is the, the greatest country in the world. And a lot of people, you know, they, they like to demagogue tragedies that happen, like the shooting in Uvalde, Texas this past week. And they like to say, well, stuff like this doesn't happen in the greatest country in the world. And this is the greatest country in the world, but I would submit to you that those who live in this country greatest country in the world they don't they don't understand the perspective of those who fought to protect it because what we were founded upon and what this country was built upon it's absolutely the best of the best but yet we judge that we judge the state of our country by those, by flawed human beings and what they're doing in this country. And we shouldn't do that. We, we, we should judge it by, hey, we have the opportunity to shape this in any way we want. And, and there are countries all, all over the world that can't say that because they live under oppressive governments. And I get it. We, we live in a time now where government is more involved in, in our everyday lives than ever before. But we have the right to push back on that, and we need to take advantage of those rights. Where, again, blood was spilled to protect those rights. So when there are bad elements that are doing things, horrific things, they say, well, home of the free, huh? You're free to just go out there and commit atrocities like that? No, you're not. That's that's the whole point. 
But what are we doing to uphold this land on the ideals on which it was founded? How, how, where did we get to a point where, where the polarization, it's, it's more, it's, it's as stark as, as it's ever been in my lifetime. I can say that. I, I can't speak for those, you know, generation or two ahead of me. You know, maybe they can recall a time where this country was more divided. You know, a lot of, I've got family members who grew up in the in the unrest of the '60s? You know the big counter culture cultural revolution and and everything that was going on there. I mean, you had students protesting at Kent State University that were shot and killed by agents of the government. Okay, that, horrific. I mean, are we in a worse time than that? I I don't know. I didn't live in that time. I mean, I was born in 1969, so obviously I don't have any tangible memories of the late 60s, because I only lived literally seven months in 1960, died. You know, so that was my only experience with the 60s. But I, I, I just think about that, and I challenge you to think about that, too. Those who pay the ultimate price because they love this country and they believe that this country was found on wonderful ideals and they're worth fighting for and they're worth being upheld, are we doing everything we can to uphold those ideals? I ask myself that all the time. I'm not so sure I am. But I can tell you this, I have genuine gratitude because my worldview is based on my faith in my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I live in a country where I can profess that without fear of being thrown in prison. You know, I think about people of my same faith that live in, like, China or North Korea. They can't openly worship and declare Jesus as their Savior like I can on this microphone here be thrown in prison camps or worse. So at the very minimum, I'm grateful to be in a country where I can where I can speak out like that. And I think that that is definitely worth fighting for. And I honor those who laid down their lives for the ideals of this country by doing my best to take advantage of the rights, the freedoms that we have. I get it. With great freedom, with great power, comes great responsibility. I think Spider-Man said that, right? Um, but it's true. We're, we're given a tremendous amount of freedom, but with it comes a lot of uh, a lot of responsibility. And I don't know what it's like to look down the barrel of a, of a shotgun fighting for this country. I, I don't know what that's like. So maybe people like me, it's easy to take for granted what we have. But I'm making a vow to learn about more and more people's stories that were in that situation and get a deeper appreciation of it. So commemorating Memorial Day tomorrow. Enjoy that time with your family and think of how blessed we are to live in this, as Michael Medved said, greatest country on God's green earth. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Lenny went to college and racked up huge debt. A little bit over $100,000. For a degree he couldn't use? Now what? I had a friend that went to my computer career and they talked to me about it. He was done in just months. I did do it online. They even helped him get hired immediately after graduation. One of the things I love about IT is that you can work from anywhere you want. You could become an IT pro in just months with zero experience at My Computer Career. It worked for me and I know it can work for you. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. He's got more energy, definitely. He sounds more, more alert. This is great stuff. I'm feeling, uh, feeling a lot better. Uh, I'm probably going to be with you for a while. <laughs> the thing I feel the most positive about is I just have more energy, and um, that's the the thing that I was really looking for. And and you know something else I've noticed is I'm a lot calmer. I just feel mellower. Another thing I'm noticing is that I'm not as hungry for carbohydrates, and when I want to eat, I'm starting to eat things that are better for me. 
I know that this is a good path for me to go on. I can tell there's things that are happening, and I do feel better. If you've helped everybody as much as you have me, boy, you're magic. And everybody remarks, not just family, but people that I haven't seen in a long time and people that see me that say, you are looking so good, no way are you 82 years old. The balance of nature really is giving me energy. I like to maintain my health. and I have a feeling of well-being, waking up in the morning, and I feel great. I think balance of nature is really uh, helping me. Like I said, uh, the feeling of well-being and feeling of energy. Yeah, I have a lot more energy during the day, and I work 10, 12, 14 hours a day. So I, I do have a lot more energy. I just feel like I'm healthier because of it. So, I mean, that's great news, you know. Taking more than three or four, I'm taking you know, up to 10 a day of each. So that's why I'm going through it so quick. Nobody gets enough veggies or fruits. I don't. So this is my solution. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature right now. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping. And don't forget to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code BALANCE. You can listen to AM1280 The Patriot on all Amazon Echo devices. Simply ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis, and you'll hear your favorite hosts. This is Dennis Prager, and thanks for listening to me on your Alexa device. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You have to weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. And feel free to follow us along at Facebook. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and you do see... And you'll see we have our live stream up and running. You can comment on that uh, comment thread as well. Of course, our good friend Wild Wilson from uh, down in Texas saying hello. Howdy, Wild. As always, good to see you, sir. I want to uh, weigh in on some news from this past week. Uh, this past Tuesday, there were some key primary elections that were taking place, uh, including one special primary election here in Minnesota. I want to uh, focus on that. Uh, real quick. Of course, I've been talking quite a bit about the uh, special election that's taking place in Minnesota's first congressional district. Now, this past Tuesday was the primary, party primaries, uh, where there were multiple candidates in multiple different parties, and voters went out and chose which candidate would uh, represent uh, each party. Now, of course, you had the uh, Republican Republicans and Democrats had multiple candidates, and then you had two different pot parties. Uh, the grassroots legalized cannabis was one, and legal marijuana now was the other. Uh, those were uncontested, so there will be candidates. Uh, uh, see if I can pronounce this person's name. Harun McClellan, Heron McClellan, uh, is going to represent grassroots legal legalized cannabis, and Richard Reisdorf is representing legal marijuana now. On the Democrat side, there were eight candidates running in that primary. Jeff Ettinger easily running away with that primary, garnering 64% of the vote. Now, the Republican primary, that was one where there was uh, quite a bit of focus because obviously the late Congressman Jim Hagedorn was a Republican. He passed away this past February, so the primary was taking place this past Tuesday. Now, the special election to fill out the remaining what will be five months of his term, that'll take place the uh, August 8th or 9th. I don't have the date in front of me, but that Tuesday in August. I believe it's the 8th, uh, whatever that week, uh, week of August is. Anyhow, uh, it is August 9th. Okay, August 9th. August 9th is the special election primer, or special election to fill Congressman Hagedorn's seat. You had 10 different Republicans vying for the bid to run in the special election. And obviously one of the bigger names was Hagedorn's widow, Jennifer Carnahan, the disgraced former chairwoman uh, with the Republican Party of Minnesota. And she had run a 
pretty much a, a very divisive campaign, was constantly uh, propping up the fact that her husband, his dying wish was for her to run and complete his term in the 1st Congressional District. Well, spoiler alert, Jennifer Carnahan finished a very distant third, uh, particularly, and I talked about this on last Sunday's show, the report that came out that Jim Hagedorn's mother and stepfather were suing Jennifer Carnahan for reneging on her promise to reimburse them the $25,000, which they took out on a home equity loan in order to pay for special treatment for Jim at a clinic down in Arizona. The agreement was that if you know Jim was able to survive, that obviously the parents were more, more than willing to put up the $25,000, but if these treatments failed and Jim ultimately passed away, that uh, Jennifer would repay them via the life insurance proceeds that she would get from Jim's passing. She was the beneficiary of Jim's $174,000 life insurance policy. Well, the lawsuit is indicating that she has not paid the family back. And that dropped just literally days before this primary election. So I, I think she was she I don't think she was going to win anyways. But this pretty much sealed the deal. And sure enough, it was pretty much a two person race. Brad Finstad ended up being the GOP nominee, winning with thirty eight point one percent of the votes. Jeremy Munson finished a close second, thirty six point nine percent. So that's one point two percent. Brad Finstad out uh bested Jeremy Munson. Uh by, or 427 votes, okay? Brad Finstad, 13,695 votes. Jeremy Munson, 13,268 votes. So it was a very close race between the top two. And then Jennifer Carnahan, again, a distant third with just over 8%. So she's done. Um, the new Congressional District 1 endorsed Brad Finstad to run in the general election. Now, the primary for the general election takes place on the exact same day as the special general election for the current version of CD1. Now, the new version of CD1, that's who they're going to vote for in November. You confused? I am too, as I say it. But point is, is that Brad Finstad will likely win the special election in August. He's the endorsed candidate for the general election. I don't know if anybody's going to run in the August primary against Brad Finstad for the November general election, we'll see. But Jennifer Carnahan, uh, you know, I had said that it wouldn't be beyond her to allege voter fraud if she loses this. Well, she was so far behind that it was ridiculous to even suggest that there was any kind of fraud. However, um, she basically took to uh, her personal Facebook page on the uh uh, Thursday morning, so she had a couple of days to, you know, kind of, um, you know, kind of chew on what had happened, and she basically came out and said that people were against her. You know, Tom Emmer, who's the congre- congressman in the sixth congressional district, he's kind of the head of the uh, a recruiting movement for the House Republicans, U.S. House Republicans, to get the best possible candidates to run for U.S. House and get the Republicans back in the majority this year. Um, she basically uh, accused Emmer of undermining her potential candidacy. Um, that, And she's saying that basically Tom Emmer was kind of uh, growing impatient that despite Jim being on his deathbed, was pressing for to hear from Jim Hagedorn on, hey, what's going on? Are you going to not seek reelection? Are you in a, of good health? I don't believe Tom Emmer did that. Okay, this is just classic Jennifer Carnahan casting aspersions, classic projecting, because we know what she was like as a chairwoman and the toxic work environment she created and the majority of accusations of her creating a toxic work environment came from young women, millennial women and Gen Z women who are first getting involved in the process. Okay, so the fact that people like that tried to dismiss opposition to her candidate as being part of the swamp and the good old boys club is just factually inaccurate and glosses over her relationship with Anton Lazaro as if he was just some anonymous donor in the shadows, uh, which wasn't true, and completely glosses over the fact, you know, saying that there were hit pieces brought over on her. Well, no, people are bringing up facts. There was a lawsuit filed against you for reneging on a promise that you made to Jim's 
mother and stepfather, you would pay them back if Jim passed away after the experimental treatments. Well, she didn't pay them back. She instead loaned herself $200,000-plus to her campaign. And after she lost, she's hopping on a plane to go out to California on a vacation. Who knows if she's paid back Jim's mother and stepfather. Yet it's everybody else's fault. Everybody, every, everybody just... People can only fail her. Jennifer Carnahan can't fail. People can only fail her. So good riddance. Hope she's done with electoral politics. Brad Finstad, congratulations. He is moving on to the special election to fill out the remainder of Congressman Hagedord's term in CD1. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. Now it's your turn. Download the free Upside app and start getting cash back in every gallon of gas. Use promo code SALEM for an extra $0.25 per gallon cash back in your first fill-up. That's promo code SALEM. Remember, use promo code SALEM. Salem for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill up. Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off, it's a no brainer. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, his better half, and we're from Oakdale. We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values. The half off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. I asked the station several times to make sure that I understood that there weren't strings attached. And, and there were no strings attached. The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger, and they're better equipped for life. Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details and participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. And we do have the live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So we do have a comment section there for you to weigh in on if you so desire. As always, we thank you for tuning in on this uh, Memorial Day weekend. Yes, we are live and in person. And uh, we uh, do honor those, again, who laid down their lives, paid the ultimate price in combat to preserve the freedoms that we enjoy in this wonderful country. Sure, all gave some, but some gave all. And that's what Memorial Day is all about, is honoring those, again, who paid the ultimate price. So I uh, hope you enjoy take advantage of the opportunity to enjoy with your families. And always remember, 
why we have that ability to, well, I mean, do the things we do. First and foremost, like I mentioned in the first segment, express our respective faiths, that we have that freedom of religion in our country, and that's something that I am grateful for on an everyday basis, not just uh, not just Memorial Day, that's for sure. But uh, one of the things that we have, we do to honor those who went before us is take advantage of who represents us in this country from in terms of our, in our representative republic. And I talked about the uh, first congressional district uh, primary election this past Tuesday to determine who will run in which party to run the special election to fill out the final five months of Congressman Jim Hagedorn's term. But there was also a news, some newsworthy uh, races uh, in the state of Georgia. Now, we've been focusing a lot on Georgia because that was kind of at the epicenter of the controversy of the 2020 uh, elections. Of course, President Trump insisted that he won the 16 electoral votes in the state of Georgia. There's no way he could have lost Republicans won everywhere else except for him, and he couldn't realize that, well, no, uh, people got kind of tired of the uh, dramatics, so they wanted to move on for Trump but still preserve other statewide offices, and Trump sowed such distrust in the electoral system that it cost the two Republican U.S. senators their Senate seats in January of 2021, giving the Senate majority over to the Democrats. And, of course, uh President Trump woefully lacks any kind of introspection, so he did not realize he did not will not see his own responsibility in that. So as a result, Brian Kemp, the sitting governor of Georgia, had a proverbial bullet with his name on it because Trump actively promoted David Perdue, the senator, the former senator who ironically lost because of Trump's bluster and false rhetoric regarding the Georgia electoral system. Apparently that wasn't humiliating enough for him. He uh, was willing to take that mega money that uh, whatever Trump's political action committee is, Save America, in order to try to oust Brian Kemp, sitting governor in the Republican primary. And it was funny because there were polls leading up to the Georgia primary on Tuesday indicating that Brian Kemp had like a 30-point lead over David Perdue. In, it was a Fox News poll, and someone approached David Perdue with that. And he basically said in his southern accent, well, I guarantee you I might lose, but I ain't going to be my now 30 points. Well, David Perdue was right. He didn't lose by 30 points. He lost by 50 points. Yes, Governor Brian Kemp easily, easily coasts to uh, the – primary. Now, the way it is in Georgia, if you don't get 50% plus one, then you take the top two candidates that got the most votes, the two candidates that got the most votes in that primary, and then they compete in a runoff to determine who the candidate will be to represent that party. Well, none was necessary. Uh, Brian Kemp got well north of 70% in the uh, GOP primary. So he moves on in the general election to take on a rematch with Stacey Abrams. Now, in 2018, the Georgia gubernatorial race, it was for an open seat. And Brian Kemp defeated Stacey Abrams, despite what Stacey Abrams said. Stacey Abrams believes to this day that she won that election. You see, in 2018, it was okay to question election, election integrity, election results, whatnot. But the millisecond the calendar hit 2020, uh, it's a scourge on the uh, on democracy. You know, it's it's now, now don't get me wrong. I'm not excusing Trump's rhetoric. I've been very vocal that Trump was woefully misguided in the allegations he was making. Now, were there some irregularities? Absolutely, there were. And they've been addressed, particularly Georgia's uh, voter integrity law that they passed last year. Oh, yeah, I got something to say about that. Uh, remember when the voter integrity law? was passed in Georgia last year and that it was going to serve to suppress the black votes and they were calling it Jim Crow 2.0 and the president thought he was being clever says this isn't Jim Crow this is Jim Eagle yeah we'll get we'll get to that in a little bit but Kemp wins and uh, Brad Raffensperger Brad Raff, remember him the Secretary of State where Trump called him 
I think it was about a week before the results were certified in Congress, presidential election results, where he called Brad Raffensperger saying, you know, you need to find 11,000 votes. And he would publicly denigrate the names of Brad Raffensperger and Brian Kemp to where their families were threatened. They received death threats. Um, There was a county in um, Georgia, county, I forget which county it was in uh, Georgia, that uh, voted to uh, censure Brian Kemp. I think it was Cobb County. Whatever county it was, they voted to censure Brian Kemp, and that Republican Party, and he ended up getting like 80% of the vote uh, in, that, in that county. It was, it was unbelievable. So the, the fact of the matter is Brian Kemp has a solid conservative record. He was one of the first governors at the height of the pandemic to start easing COVID restrictions. And he, the science was on his side. And yeah, it was the Cobb County Republican Party. The Cobb County Republican Party censured Brian Kemp because of 2020 and the stolen election nonsense. And Kemp won that county with 80.5% of the vote. Cobb County Republicans are irrelevant. They just made themselves irrelevant. And it's you love to see it. You love to see it. But like I'm starting to say, Brian Kemp was the first governor in the nation to really start easing COVID-19 restrictions without a, within about a month of when it was declared a global pandemic. And he did so despite all of the naysayers, even the president, who you would think would want to shine a light on Georgia saying, well, you know, Georgia's starting to open up. And then he would have seen within a month how there weren't bodies piling up in the street. The economy was actually humming along despite it taking a nosedive because, well, let's face it, businesses closed down for some time and furloughed a lot of workers. But instead of pointing to Georgia as a success story, President Trump was still butthurt over the fact that Brian Kemp selected Kelly Leffler to be the U.S. senator replacing uh i forget the uh forget the senator's name uh who she uh replaced it was a senator uh, sitting georgia senator that uh, johnny isaacson that's right johnny isaacson u.s senator stepped down due to health reasons at the end of 2019 brian kemp appointed kelly leffler to fill that seat as opposed to the president trump's pick doug collins and President Trump never forgave him for that. So instead of maybe pointing to something that could help his administration and help his country by saying, hey, look at the success Georgia has by easing some of these pandemic restrictions, he was still carrying personal animosity toward Brian Kemp by saying, well, I don't really agree with Governor Kemp on this decision to open up some of these businesses. I think that's the wrong move. Well, uh, the president ended up having egg on his face over that. And... Uh, this 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 was uh, I think this was probably my favorite piece. Eric Erickson, who's a conservative commentator and lives in Georgia, has lived in Georgia for decades now. Uh, he, he entitled this piece "Trump's 2,000 Mules Got Stuck in Georgia Clay." <laughs> I love that headline. I'll just read a couple of uh, excerpts uh, from this. Uh, first of all, just to kind of interject my own personal perspective. Uh, President Trump's personal vendettas did not sway the minds of Georgia voters. There were voters that were asked specifically about this. They said, look, we like President Trump, but 2020 is done and over with. The legislature passed a voter integrity bill strengthening voter integrity. And we think that was enough in response to 2020. We like President Trump, but you know what? There's no reason to kick out Governor Kemp because the economy is strong. Uh, they just secured a Hyundai electronic vehicle facility, $5 billion facility to build electric cars there. So that's going to create several thousand jobs. They just passed constitutional carry where you no longer need a permit and exorbitant fees to exercise your constitutional rights. There's no reason to kick out Brian Kemp and Georgia Republican voters agreed. Again, this is from uh, Eric Erickson's piece entitled Trump's 2000 Mules Got Stuck in Georgia Clay. Uh, Trump went after three Georgia Republicans more aggressively than any other candidates in the nation. Governor Brian Kemp, Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger and Attorney General Chris Carr. 
that Brad Raffensperger won without a runoff tells me voters have had enough of Trump's stolen election grievances. They are ready to move on. They want to look forward, not be pawned to Trump's ego. Raffensperger's win is the big indicator this really had more to do with Trump than I was first willing to believe. Donald Trump literally told Brad Raffensperger that Trump would destroy him, and Raffensperger even exceeded 50% of the vote in Marjorie Taylor Greene's district. Raffensperger was the scapegoat, the villain, and the responsible party who cost Trump Georgia, according to Trump. And Georgia's Republican voters just renominated Raffensperger. His race was so close, and there was a Democrat crossover. So Trump could argue Democrats made it happen. But it doesn't matter. Trump failed to persuade enough Republicans to reject him. So uh, this is going to be interesting to see now the rematch between Brian Kemp and, and, and Stacey Abrams. Because Brian Kemp defeated Stacey Abrams in a Democrat wave year 2018. And Stacey Abrams is supposed, supposedly this rising young star in the Democrat Party. And to her credit, she really took advantage of the depressed Republican vote in the 2021 U.S. Senate runoffs, where Trump sowed uh, doubt in the minds of Republican voters. Stacey Abrams took advantage of that by bringing Democrat turnout close to the level of the general election a couple months earlier. Okay? So kudos to Stacey Abrams on that aspect of it. But at the end of the day, what has she ever done? She served as a Georgia House member. And there were talks that she was bucking to be Joe Biden's running mate in 2020, having never really done anything. But again, the Democrats, they love their uh, they love their intersectionality scorecards. Stacey Abrams, she's a woman and she's black. That automatically vaults her to the top of the list. Qualifications, that's secondary. But yet, Brian Kemp gives the vibe that, hey, I'm a, I was born in Georgia. I grew up in Georgia. I've served this state in other capacities. Really, I just want to be a Georgian, serve the state of Georgia as governor. And you know what? His policies reflect that because Georgians have benefited from a booming economy and loosening of the pandemic restrictions early on so they're able to live life while also taking the necessary precautions because it was a pandemic. Okay, there was no vaccine in, in early 2020 for the pandemic. So the Georgians did the responsible thing. And uh, I'll just leave you with this. Uh, Stacey Abrams, during a stump speech within the past week or two, got up and said, uh, you know, I'm sick and tired of hearing how this is the best state to do business in while it's the worst state in the country in which to live. Is that supposed to resonate with voters? Hey, I know you all are doing pretty good economically and uh, more businesses are wanting to come here and uh, turnout for early voting was like 200% higher than it's been in previous years, despite the fact we told you it was a voter suppression bill. But this state sucks. Um, bold strategy there, Stacy. Not sure it's going to work. So uh, Brian Kemp, again, is probably going to coast to re-election this November in a Republican wave year, given the fact he defeated Stacey Abrams in a Democrat wave year in an open seat. Uh, I don't see how he wins by much less than double digits. 651 651- 289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. As a former congressman and the ranking member on the Judiciary Committee of the U.S. House of Representatives, Doug Collins knows what it means to fight for what he believes. And on every episode of the Doug Collins podcast, he'll explore all topics from politics to life advice and blend them together for a well-rounded discussion that you can use to get the most out of your life. The Doug Collins Podcast. Subscribe today on Apple, Google, Spotify, and at SalemPodcastNetwork.com.
Lanny went to college and racked up huge debt. A little bit over $100,000. For a degree he couldn't use? Now what? I had a friend that went to my computer career and they talked to me about it. He was done in just months. I did do it online. They even helped him get hired immediately after graduation. One of the things I love about IT is that you can work from anywhere you want. You could become an IT pro in just months with zero experience at My Computer Career. It worked for me and I know it can work for you. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. How would you like to redecorate your office or home with beautiful Minnesota photographs for half the regular price? This station is partnered with award-winning Twin Cities photographer Wayne Moran for this special half-price offer. Choose $5,000 of Wayne's iconic images and you'll pay half price, just $2,500. There's only one of these special redecorating offers available, so call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. That's 651-289-4413. Wake up with the Patriots Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint. Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com by using the keyword subscribe. That's subscribe at am1280thepatriot.com. Hey, welcome back. AM1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, I left off last segment talking about the Georgia primary, how Trump's preferred candidates were pretty much sent packing. The notable exception, of course, Herschel Walker. He did prop up Herschel Walker to be the Republican candidate for Senate to take on uh, incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock. Uh, Herschel Walker easily he won his primary battle. Uh, he will move, move on to the general election. Uh, despite this being a Republican wave year in Georgia, a red state, Herschel is far from a shoe in to be elected as U.S. Senator out of Georgia because he has dutifully avoided any tough questions, any candidate forums with Senator Warnock. And when he does even go on friendly TV like Fox News and he's asked questions, he, he just gives a big word salad. So I don't know that Herschel is ready for prime time. Now, again, it could be that Republicans turn out in droves because it is a wave year and that will be enough to put him over the top. That's very possible, but it's not a shoe in. It's not the shoe in that it should be. I'll just say that much. But anyways, uh. I'll give Trump his due. His preferred Senate candidate at least moves on to the general election. But probably the most angering thing, and this is a thing we talked about last year when this voter integrity law passed and the hyperbole over how it was looking to suppress the black vote and they were depriving people of food and water standing in uh, the lines waiting to vote. It's like, my God, you thought they were standing in bread lines for days the way they made it sound. It was ridiculous. And We knew that it was hyperbole. They were calling it Jim Crow 2.0. As I alluded to, President Biden tried to be cute and funny, called it Jim. This isn't Jim Crow. This is Jim Eagle. Well, as Rich Lowry at uh, uh, National Review pointed out, uh, that basically the big lie, and I'm talking about uh, the the Georgia Georgia voting law, has been shredded. This was uh, published on Monday, the day before the primary election took place. Uh, We all know what happens when a tree falls in an empty forest. Uh, What happens when a democracy emerges unscathed from a purported vile racist threat to its very existence? 
Pretty much the same thing, it turns out. The surge in the early vote in Georgia shows that all the smears about the state's new voting law, repeated by everyone from the President of the United States on down, were complete nonsense. A fevered fantasy that credulous and fanatical believed because they didn't know better, and the cynical and opportunistic believed because it served their purposes. On the Republican side, according to the Secretary of State's office, there were 453,929 early votes and 29,220 absentee votes so far this primary season. The absentee votes will be will keep coming in through Election Day uh, on Tuesday, May 24th. This is compared with just over 150,000 early votes and just over 14,700 absentee voters during the last pre-pandemic midterm in 2018. So what this tells me, I'm, I'm a numbers guy, I work with numbers for a living, Early votes tripled from 2018 to 2022 primary. Tripled. And absentee votes doubled. But yet, it's a voter suppression bill. Call it what it is. Not voter integrity bill. It's not election reforms. It's a voter suppression bill. Jim Crow 2.0. Jim Eagle. And they even, and the lily-livered, spineless, yellow-bellied, Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred had the audacity to feed off of this false information and pull the All-Star game out of Atlanta and bring it to Colorado, where, ironically, they allow less days for early voting than the new Georgia law. Absolutely unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And And complete crickets. For Major League Baseball. Complete crickets. Rob Manfred, you know, Roger Goodell is hitting his knees every night and thanking God that he's no longer the worst, most inept commissioner of the four major sports. Rob Manfred easily has that title right now. And you know what? It's 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 amazing to me that despite the fact Early votes tripled, absentee votes doubled. You still had people say, whoa, 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 but they made it harder to vote. I I mean, they're they're not letting go of the big lie. They had so much egg on their face. Somehow, some way, they're trying to keep it going. Just disgraceful. I don't normally engage in schadenfreude, but I got quite a few chuckles out of this one. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network. Go nowhere. Before Bamboo HR... (laughs) feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper and we literally had paper stack. It was all in spreadsheets and like folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the bamboo like onboarding checklist, I mean, <laughs> it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm like totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com HR. Spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted with Salem Surround. Let us help your website bring you the leads your business needs to thrive. Let's make sure people find you faster and easier on the web. Our amazing team of media strategists are here to serve you with boots on the ground and real-world expertise. We live right here and know the communities you're trying to reach. We're media strategists, and we're very, very good at what we do. So let's grow together. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. 
If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. The Stone Arch Bridge, the St. Paul Skyline, Gooseberry Falls. You can own one of the hundreds of iconic Minnesota images captured by award-winning Twin Cities photographer Wayne Moran for half off the regular price. You'll get a signed 36-inch print of your choice for your home, office, or to give as a gift. Normally $540, now just $270. Only five of these special print offers are available, so call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. 651-289-4413. AM 1280. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.